Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Living in Third Grade with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And today is a very exciting and happy episode for me. Probably the happiest episode I've ever done. As a matter of fact, the last eight days have been the happiest eight days I've had, oh my God, in years and years and years. But um, this episode is called A Happy Reunion. Who knows how long it'll last? Not being negative, but never know in the future. Um, temporarily, or I should say, so far without any long-term promises, me and my wife are reunited together, and I'll let you know some really good news that has to do with our relationship and with people that have BPD, and a little um, kind of a hypothesis of uh, something I've noticed with her and um, her having her BPD episode. So I think um, hopefully somebody might relate or resonate to this episode. And I'd love to get any comments from you um, as I was welcome to send any emails. So with further ado, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for listening to Living in Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And... Like I said, this episode is extremely, extremely important, happy, and exciting for me. Um, Briefly, the reason being, eight days ago, uh, which would have been um, May 20th, my uh, ex-wife, I think I explained in one of the episodes, she had to move out of her mother's house um, because it was being sold, and... um, it was a long process, but at the end, it was kind of abrupt on the sheriff's making her leave when she had 15 minutes, pretty much left with a backpack of clothes, and she pretty much lost all her possessions, which, you know, people with BPD hate anything with abandonment. A lot of them are hoarders and um, don't like losing things, especially when they're compulsive shoppers and so forth, and uh, especially with her, where she's lost a lot of things throughout her life, and a lot of it had to do with our relationship of, you know, me not being you know, extremely financially responsible and losing a lot of things throughout her life. She pretty much lost everything. 
So she ended up calling me and reaching out to me for help. And she's been working part-time with me and earning money to slowly rebuild her life again. And, you know, starts with, you know, her getting new clothes and stuff that she, you know, had lost. Um, but anyway, that gave us the opportunity to rebuild our friendship. And, you know, it's, it's starting off slow, but it's been on a positive note. Um, but the reason I say it's a, an exciting episode, especially for people out there with BPD, is in the past couple of years, most of her episodes, like I explained to her, um, with most people with BPD, you know, it can be anywhere from, you know, everybody's different. It can be hours, it can be days, it could be, you know, weeks. On average, usually it's, you know, hours or days. With her, it was anywhere from a day to five days. And on average, it was like three days. And it would be holy hell, you know, for me to sit there and take the abuse and everything. And, you know, then after the episode's done, there's, you know, as usual, no apologies or anything. It just gets put in the past. But anyways, uh, these past eight days, I personally think my hypothesis is like when somebody has post-traumatic uh, disorder, you know, it's usually um, a traumatic event that scars their brain. And, you know, from that day forward, whether, you know, it was somebody committing suicide, anytime they see a rope, it may set off a trigger or they hear something about suicide, it sets off a trigger. Or somebody was in a fire, they smell smoke, it sets them off into trigger or people in the war, they hear a loud bang, they think, you know, it's a gunshot and sets them off into a trigger. But I think with what she just went through, I would have assumed it would have damaged her more and made her disorders worse. And unfortunately, it was the opposite. And I, I have not had the time to research it. But, um, you know, whether it's a fact or um, rare or not, I don't know yet. But she has had little spats with me and I've had little spats with her. And in the past, it would have gone into a full-blown episode and lasted for days. And it's only been hours, even if that, if that. And last week, I kind of betrayed her trust, and she went into a full-blown episode, and I thought that was completely the end of any of this, I, I thought for sure. And it was completely my fault, and I would have had to accept responsibility. But in the past, it definitely would have. It would have been the end of everything. And... After a few hours, she actually had a, an adult talk with me, um, acted very calmly and got over it, which is very surprising. And even somebody without a disorder probably shouldn't have got over it as quick as she did. And I've been giving her credit. She's literally have been doing so good. They did add to her medicine regimen, Abilify. Um, I don't know if that has to do with it, but But honestly, I don't believe it's the medication because everybody knows medications is no cures. Even with cancers and stuff, it, it can, you know, extend your life or anything. But it's rare that most things have cures, um, especially with mental health disorders. It just helps subside um, outbursts and stuff. But I've been giving her credit because she's like literally been super amazing. And there's probably been hundreds of things in the past that I would have done that would have set her into um an episode simple little things or major things and with being with her so many years i automatically know there's literally been about a hundred things 
whether it was something I said, um, something I did, a song I listened to, um, movements I made, or just stupid little things that I always had to walk on eggshells. And in the past five days, I literally have, for the first time in years, been so relaxed. I have not had to walk on eggshells. I've listened to any song I wanted, sang any song I wanted, um, went in stores by myself, um, did things that were out of, um, what do you call it? Um, out of um, uh, like routine that, that she didn't expect. And there was no episode and I keep giving her credit for it. Like keep telling her how amazing she is. And it, it just, it's a blessing because she's such a good person. And I, swore at God many times and said, why would you take such a good person? And, but the other, you know, a lot of people know that people with BPD underneath it are extremely great people. And it sucks because it turns those good people into a saint or Satan. You know, there's no black or white. That's how they are. Just like they perceive us and how their episodes are. It's, you know, black or white. There's no middle ground, no gray area, but she is, an awesome human being. She literally helps people. She she's gives the whole. As a matter of fact, the other day we had literally a dollar fifty to our name in change, and a guy walked up and said, "Do you have any spare change?" She gave him a last dollar fifty, and it was really hot out, and that was our change to get us a cold soda. And you know, she said, "You know, whether that guy's going to get beer or use it to his drugs or not, it's not up to me to judge." You know, I gave it to him. You know. Whatever he's going to do with it, if he feels, you know, he's going to deceive me to get my last change and use it for drugs, that's his problem. But I'm hoping it's not, and hopefully he'll use it for something good. And she's a good person like that. And a couple of years ago, we saw a homeless guy, and she had me bring it to Family Dollar. She spent almost $50 getting a guy a blanket, gloves, a hat, a jacket, and all kinds of stuff. We went back, and the guy was gone, but she still spent that money to get this homeless guy stuff and she i mean she just does so many good things and she tries to cheer people up you know she'll hold the door for a stranger and tell them to have a great day tries to put a smile on their face she just she is a really wholesome good human being and that's one of the things i've always loved about her but as far as our relationship what used to piss me off a lot is i tell her i'm like you know so nice to strangers but you treat me so mean and you know she would you know yell at me for like making fun of a fat person or not making fun of them, but like, I'd be like, you know, get your fat ass out of the way and, you know, make a comment. She would say like, you know, that person probably loves himself. Don't make fun of them. But yet she would call me, you know, bad names, like, you know, make fun of my body or call me gay or a faggot or something. I'm like, you know, but you, you tell me not to, you know, make fun of them, but that was her black or white. You know, when she's in her good mode, it's all about being a good person in her bad mode. You know, we all know how it works. You know, it's like, she'll call me everything she tells me not to do to bad people. And she'd be nice to strangers and be mean to me. But these past eight days, she looked at me the first day and she said, that woman that you used to love and know, I don't know where she went. She's gone. And I said, no, the woman I love to know is here right now. The past two years, she has looked so lost, like a lost puppy. She would, you know, we'd be watching a movie and she'd disappear for like an hour and I'd go in the kitchen. She's doing dishes or she's cleaning. I'm like, what are you doing? She just had no sense of direction. Her mind was so rattled because she was on edge knowing she was getting thrown out of her house any day. And she knew she was going to lose her dogs and all her stuff that her mind was just so messed up and jumbled. 
And I think with the reality of literally, she lost everything she owned. She had a two-car garage that was loaded with personal stuff. Her basement, it was a, a 1,100-square-foot ranch house. Every room was full. Every floor was full, the basement and the garage and the yard. She lost everything. She could have literally stored all her stuff in three 10 by 30 storage units, and she lost everything and left that house with a backpack. And over the past six months, she has not talked to me, answered my text, and she ended up checking herself into a mental hospital twice and was homeless at a homeless shelter. And I think all that stuff kind of shook her up. And somehow, like I said, people would be PTSD, get that from a traumatic event. And my hypothesis is, Sometimes a traumatic event can maybe take you out of a disorder or, or subside it somehow because these past eight days, she has been better than she has been in the past four years. This is how she used to act before we got divorced when she was a nice person. But unfortunately, I was in the height, um, the, the, the biggest part of my um, addiction. I was you know, majorly addicted to pain medicine because of my injury back in 2003 and I was on you know um, oxycodone 24 hours a day and wasn't there for her and you know in a way it is cheating because I was escaping and making something else make me feel good instead of her so what's the difference if a man walks out of a relationship and gets you know physical or emotional and or both from another woman I was getting it from a drug. So to her, it was kind of cheating because I was getting satisfaction and good feelings from a drug and not her. So I was ignoring her and wasn't giving her the love. My whole life and focus was on getting the drug. So it's almost like my drug was a girlfriend and it was cheating on her and taking away the attention I should have been giving her. So that's what caused a lot of the problems in our life. And I understand that now when I apologize and you know, I've been trying to prove to her now where I've been in treatment. I know it can't make up for the past, but she's been so super amazing, like better than I can never remember. And she's such an amazing human being that I told God so many times, how can you give somebody so good a disorder? How can you take such a good person and turn her into something so revolting and evil? How can you fucking do that? Why? There is no reason, no nothing good that you can attack such a good person. And I told them, I hate you. I hate you for doing this. And if you want to prove to me you want me to love you and believe in you, then take that away from her. How dare you inflict her? Why her? Do it to somebody who doesn't care about life. This is somebody who wants to do good and be good. And how many times she looked at me and cried and said, I don't know why I act like this. And I had no reason to give to her. But she's been the most amazing human being in the past eight days that any man in this world would dream of having such a gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful human being in their life. And I do. I do appreciate it. And I'm trying to prove to her how much I love her. And nobody has helped her. That This is something she's doing on her own. Because I asked her, did you get anything out of from the hospital? And she said, no, not really. Whether she just said it or not, she is her own manifester of... of what she's doing right now she's so amazing like funny loving cuddling like we'll walk and she's holding my hand and I just I'm not trying to push it and I have to take it slow but she's just everything I've ever wanted her to be 
And she probably could have been this way years ago, but because I wasn't who I was supposed to be, I'm sure half of it was my fault made it worse. But what she's doing right now, there's nobody in this world that deserves to take that away from her. And I told her, even if it was me, you need to push anybody out of your life who's going to make you go back to the way you were. You need to stay who you are now. And I don't care if it's me or anybody. Don't let anybody wreck that. Because right now, to me, she is the only woman in the face of this earth that is, there's nobody more beautiful, nobody more attractive, nobody with such a good golden heart is her right now. And I don't ever want to see that leave her. And not for me. That's being selfish for her. She deserves to have herself be as good as she is. Because she's an amazing human being. And whether anybody else doesn't want it or care about her changing, I do. And I'll give her credit a thousand times a day if I have to. And give her the credit because she deserves it. Because everybody pushed her away because of the way she acted. Because they didn't either want to care or didn't need to care or say, listen, I don't have to care. I don't need to put up with that shit and push her out of her life. And I never wanted to. And even if I was being attacked, I deserved if I help bring her into that, then I deserve to be attacked. And that's why I didn't, when she would make me leave, I would try not to leave and stay in my car. And I dealt with the shit. And if I help bring her into that mode, then I deserve to be attacked. Because if I bring it on, if somebody starts a fire and they get burned, they deserve it. So I helped start the fire. I deserve to get burned. And I couldn't get mad at her for all those times. I deserved it. If I help make her disorder worse, then I deserve to get the ration to ship from it. And I can't get mad at her for something I help make worse. And I didn't help make this better. This is her. Whatever happened, it's not the medicine. It's her. She's making herself as normal as she can because she knows she has to be in this mode in order to make her life better. She did this on her own. There's no counselor, nobody. So that just proves that if somebody with her disorder, somebody with this disorder, can do what she did going from completely out of this world like she looks so lost like her head was jumbled and right now she's the most amazing human being and i've known her better than anybody i've known her for 34 years she has never been this amazing if she can do this on her own anybody can do it so if somebody tells you there's no cure for it it's bullshit now who knows she may have an episode but i'm telling you right now there's been a thousand chances that she would have in the past certain things i did said or anything and she has not, and it's amazing. I am so happy that I don't have to walk on eggshells because I'm so relaxed around her that I can be myself and know I'm not going to be attacked. And if I still do in the future, that's fine. I can deal with that because I love her. But right now, I'm going to take full advantage and give her all the credit in the world because she deserves it. I'll give her the credit when credit's due, and I'll stick with her the good times and the bad times because that's how much I love her. But goddamn, anybody who has this disorder... I do not believe that anybody deserves to be inflicted because you can have somebody you love with cancer and they're going to die. Somebody with a disorder, they're still alive. You can watch somebody with cancer slowly suffer and then they eventually die. These people live with it every fucking day. They have to wake up and deal with this every day. So if they say there's no cure, there is ways that you can do it. I don't know the answer for her, how how she got shaken up. But like I said, it could be a reverse effect from like PTSD, how people get put into it. And whether this shook her up or not. But the bottom line is she has control of her disorder. And she has proven to be the most amazing human being that she is. And never will be. And that's 
why I love her more than anything in the world, more than my own life. And I just hope, I hope and pray to God that she stays this way. And if she don't, I still live with it and I still love her. But I'll tell you right now, this is the woman. It's the most amazing human being in the world right now. And I live with all my heart and soul. And all I can do is pray to God and say, please, let her stay this way. Please. Not for me, not for anybody else, but for her. I want her to be comfortable and know she's a good human being. But anyways, I just wanted to make this episode and give you an update because I haven't made one in such a while. But anyways, thank you very much. And again, thank you for listening to Living in Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And I do welcome any comments or suggestions. Send it to my email. It's uh, third degree podcast nh at gmail.com. Thank you. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.